Welcome to episode 103 of the Thunder Underground podcast. The first episode of 2017. How's it feel? That feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. We made it through another another calendar year here. We've got the first episode of 2017 kicking off with the Normandies. That's right. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, we've got all five members here. I'm going to talk to them here in a bit. And we've even got them doing an acoustic track. And that'll be the first time that we've had... A live, a live, yeah, or a track recorded live for our podcast. Obviously, this is not live as we speak. You get the point. The podcast exclusive. There, that's a better way to put it. Thank you, thank you. Yep, all that's going to be coming up here in a bit. But first, we want to talk about. Do you have a good holiday season and all that stuff? Um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, can't really say the same for my liver, but fuck him, he's tough. He'll get through it somehow. Yeah. He'll make it into 2017, all right? Yep. Let's yeah. hope. Let's hope. <laughs> New Year's Eve, I went out to Fort Smith and saw Driver and Reliance Code. Nice. Along with a couple other bands, Makeshift yeah. and The Violent Hour. Okay. And they're all pretty good. I mean, we know Driver's great. We've seen yeah. them many times. And they were actually the band that was playing when it struck midnight. And two or three minutes before midnight, Adam said, we're going to take a break. And then just waited and... Everybody counted yeah. down, did their thing, and then a couple minutes after midnight, they kicked back in. So the first first music I heard of 2017 was Driver, so I'd say that's a good kickoff to the year. Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. And Reliance Code, you know, we, neither one of us had seen them live yet. Yeah. And I must tell you that they live up to the, the lofty expectation they set with that EP. Really? Well, that's yeah. good, man. That's good. I can't wait to see this. this to see those guys. Yeah, because I was, you know, it's when you hear someone with that good of a, you know, not just good songs, but it sounds great, you're kind of like, man, are these guys going to be able to pull this off live? And they do. You know, the whole band, the band just sounds great and thick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his uh, Todd's vocals are just off the charts. You know, he sounds as good live as he does on that record. Yeah. So it was really... I was really happy to see that and for it to come across the way they did. They even played a Seether cover and they sounded better live than Seether. And, you know, it's not like Seether's anything, you know, at the top of the the food chain when it comes to being amazing. But I'm just saying they're a very successful band and I may be biased, but I think Reliance Code sounded better. So there you go. Hey, I dig it. Yeah. And when are you going to see them live? This Friday. That's right. Why is that? Uh, because they're Sorry, playing. that was my little lead-in for you. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm actually sober tonight, so it's throwing me off my game. <laughs> no, uh, they're playing at the Shrine with, uh, God, Crane Technique, W Adore, uh, Arson City. Saves the day? Sa- yeah. Or no, saves the hero? Or, I forgot. Sorry. You already fucked that up. Should have. I should have had notes in front of me. They're the only band I don't know of the five songs. And uh, we're gonna go. It's gonna be a good a good night. Uh, it's gonna be a good show. This is a DMG Productions yes. event. Um, DMG has actually booked a few shows of, with Arson City around. Like I know there's another one the following week in Fort Smith mm-hmm. that Crane Technic is also gonna be on, and Drivers on that one as well. And I think that same band saves the Euro. Okay. And uh, anyway, that's in that's January 14th at Shooters. But the one we're going to is January 6th at Tulsa, like you said, at the Shrine. 
you know, this really looking forward to this is because, you know, we've talked many times about crane technique and how they're another band that just has some powerful recorded music in and they get get up there live and more than deliver. Yeah. And, you know, we're big fans of them and the devil you adore is the same way. We've seen them live several times now. They've got a great presence. And like I said, Reliance Code, Arson City puts on a show. So this is really going to be something cool to see. It sure is. So if you're in the area, you know where to be Friday, January 6th. We'll see you there. Yeah. And then what the next night, January 7th, Reliance Code is also going to be playing in Tulsa again at Billy and Renee's with our good friends in Fist of Rage. Yeah. So that's another one if you're in the Tulsa area you need to check out because Fist of Rage is one of those bands that you always know what you're going to get a great show, but you don't always know what you're going to get from Andy the singer, which is a good thing. <laughs> you know you're going to get a great performance. That's not what I'm saying, but I mean, you don't know what he's going to walk out there on stage yeah. looking like is what, you know, so. Exactly. And that, that, that kind of is the fun of it. Keeps it fresh. Yeah. <clears throat> then while we're just rattling off shows, same night in Oklahoma City. At the Blue Note, Mothership out of Dallas is playing. Yes. And we actually saw these guys earlier in 2016 in Dallas opening up. Well, it was part of the Ride for Dime event where they yeah. were playing with COC and Prong and King and Honky. Yeah. But anyway, Mothership, you know, I'd, I'd seen the name before, but never heard him before that night, actually. And I was just kind of blown away. Really loved what I heard. And <clears throat> I've listened to him since then. I really like him. So yeah, really they're great. Hoping that we get to make it down there, because also Redneck Nasferatu is opening the show. Yes. And speaking of, we recorded a podcast with Lola, the bassist and singer, and that should be coming up here in the next week or two, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And that's that's Oklahoma City, Saturday Night Blue Note. And here's something else while we're talking about <laughs> great stuff. I was not, I didn't tell you about this, I'm going to spring this on you. Really? I'm, so I don't know anything about this? No. Well, you know about this instance, but you don't know that I'm bringing it up. Oh, okay. Because I cannot go without talking about this. Okay. On our best of 2016 episode, I greatly fucked up. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. you know, basically what, <clears throat> what we did on our 2016 is we both made our lists and then we combined them and then... You know, that's how it works, obviously. Yeah, there's like a formula you do yeah. where it makes it, you know, diplomatic and it goes by the numbers and whatnot. Right. So, you know, I was tallying up the stuff and putting stuff together and just had my notes. And for some reason, when I was writing the final list, Zach Wilde's name was there just a little bit further down. And I somehow just was in a hurry to get it done. Because like Jason mentioned on an episode, we were kind of doing this thing right up until we hit record. Yeah. And I just completely left Zach Wild off. We never mentioned his name during the entire episode just because <laughs> it wasn't on our list. And there was like a hundred names we listed. Yeah, and we and, were so fucking just brain farted after right. the whole episode. But he actually would have, his album, Book of Shadows 2, would have fell out at about, I think it was spot nine on the list. Yeah. Which would have knocked Volbeat off our list. Yeah. Into the honorable mention category. But, so let's just quickly talk about this. Book yeah, of Shadows definitely. 2. I mean... I mean, come on. Well, I mean, it's Zach Wild doing acoustic laid back stuff, which is sometimes where he shines the best. Not sometimes it is. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Right. That's always been my thought process being, you know, we're both admittedly Zach Wild fanboys of everything he's done. Yes. 
but his not just acoustic, but just anything that's more laid back. Even when you're talking Black Label Society, if you're talking the slower stuff, the more ballady stuff, mm-hmm. the stuff that has a little bit more, I don't know what's the right word, heartfelt or meaning or something. There you you think of songs like The Last Goodbye or, you know, just any of the ballads that Black Label's done, Spoken to Will, are just beyond everything else that they've done as far as the quality of the songs, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. There's some amazing heavy metal stuff he's done. You know, his guitar works off the charts and the solos are, you know, we don't have to talk about that. But when it comes to the laid back stuff, that's with a piano or an acoustic guitar, that's where Zach Wilde is. And that voice. On the top five list. Yeah. 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 His voice (laughs) is just unbelievable. Like, even worlds beyond, you know, just what he was doing. You know, when you look at. You know, Pride and Glory in the first Book of Shadows. Yeah. I mean, that's a great voice, but it's just, obviously, anyone that keeps doing that is going to get better. So I think that's one of the biggest things you notice with Book of Shadows 2, is his voice is even better than it was back then. And Book of Shadows 1 is one of my, literally one of my top five albums of all time. Yeah. Well. So this had a lofty expectation to live up to. Mm-hmm. You know, do I love it as much as one? No, not at all. Yeah. But it's easily in my top, you know, I think on my list, I had it like number four or five. It's yeah. like, in, that's how well I held it in regards to it. And all the music on it's great. And there's nothing, there's no filler really. There's nothing boring about it, but it does. It's not like the first one where like every single track jumps out at me and stands on its own. Yeah. But there's like a good six or seven songs that really jump out as just being amazing work that are as good as anything he's ever done in his career. So I don't know if I know you had it on your list as well. That's how obviously it was going to make our top 10, but yeah. if you have anything else to add to that or not. But. Uh, just that, you know, I mean, it, it, any, any Zach is amazing Zach really. And, you know, <clears throat> I know that, Oh, I'd say what was it? 10 years or 10 years ago or so they did a, uh, Black Label Society did the Hangover music. Yeah. And, you know, they went back to that laid back kind of stuff, but his voice just wasn't, I don't know, his voice just didn't do it for me in that context back then in that record. He was singing a lot higher and a lot more. Yeah. And it's like he was singing metal songs laid back. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't putting that soul into it. And I was, I was just so happy to, to have that, that, you know, that talent and that soul put back into these these laid back songs and I kind of was kind of nervous about it, you know? And then when I heard it, I was like, okay, good, good. You know? So, I mean, it's just, again, it's just an, another, another home run for Zach Wild, you know? I mean, he wakes up in the morning and he pisses excellence. <laughs> so <laughs> right. that sounds corny and dumb because I'm quoting a movie, but that's, that's the truth with that guy. Yeah. We love that guy. Well, going into what you just said, I was, the same exact thing. I thought I was kind of worried mm-hmm. that when this came out, it was going to be like what I just talked about earlier, Black Label Society Ballads. That's what I thought it was going to end up being. And I'm glad that he stuck true. I'm like, I guess he's calling the Book of Shadows too. He needs to stick to the theme. Yeah. And he did. He sure it's, did. Where it flows in the same vein as that first album did. That's right. Well, 
one other band that we didn't mention in the whole episode, Torpedo Head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's a band out of Germany. We played like three times throughout yeah. the past year. And that album is called Three, I think. And it's just, it should have been in my honorable mentions. That's how much I love it. Like, it's just great. What's a good word? Ballsy rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I just, I think you all should go check out Torpedo Head. If, if you like anything from classic rock to, you know, the the trashy, trashier side of glam to your your Swedish stuff like Michael Monroe and Backyard <laughs> Babies kind of all rolled together. You know, this band kind of hits all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you'll love them. Well, I think it's time to talk about the Normandies. Yes, let's uh, get down to business here. Yeah, well, before we do it, let's play let's play a track from their album. Okay. Okay, we're going to play the song for you, Bruce. So check this out.
Bruce from the Normandies from their um, booze, bitterness, and broken hearts. Man, this this is a you know one of the better albums I've heard from a band around this area in a long time. Yeah, you know, just like a full on, just an album that you can just hit play, all killer, no filler, like we like to say. That's right. That's just you know what word can you use besides just it just. It's just fucking fun. Yeah, it really is. It, it really, it, 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 you know, I'm sitting here in Oklahoma and I feel like I'm in Boston. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, it, it sits well with, with, you know, that ilk. Uh, it goes, it goes perfectly with, with that kind of, you know, Boston, Irish kind of punk that, that I think we both really enjoy. Um, you know, and, uh, it's just, you know, the gang vocals and the hooks and it's catchy. And I mean, I just, uh, this album makes me smile, man. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just the epitome of feel good punk. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is with, you know, when you, those bands of that, like you said, that Boston feel like the street dogs or dropkick or anything like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bands out there that, you know, have that sound. Yeah. You know, and you know, since Dropkick kind of got big, you know, whatever. And you can have that sound, which the Normandies do, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean shit if you don't have the songs to go with it. Yeah, definitely. And these guys, every song in this album is a great song. These guys know how to write a song, and that's the key thing to making good music like this. You know, obviously that's the key to any genre of music, but... Especially in punk rock, whenever you, you know, there's a million different genres of punk rock, but in this genre, you've got to have a song that's memorable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is really all about, you know, memorable hookiness, that kind of thing. The, the fact that, you know, uh, and in this podcast, you know, they do a, they do a performance for us acoustic and it still translates because it's a well written song. Definitely. Yeah, and that song actually, um, horseshoes and hand grenades. There's a, a video for it. We yes. talked about here in the podcast, but you need to get on YouTube and check that out. And that's just like the album. It's extremely well done. You know, you feel like you're watching something that's on MTV or if whatever. MTV was good and right. didn't suck anymore. Or say MTV classic where they're there playing you. videos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely check that out. Get online on Facebook and follow the Normandies. Hit like, get on their band camp. Buy this album from them. Go to a show. I know they're playing November 4th. Or November. Where the fuck did that come from? I don't from? know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in November, but January 14th, that's next next Saturday, they're playing at the Vanguard with Kick Tree and Madewell. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be out there at that one. And, you know, Madewell is another band we've talked about having on this podcast before, and they've we've played them before. Another great punk band out of Tulsa with a great sound so get out there and check that out if you get the chance yeah that'll be a treat for sure yeah but like I said follow these guys on there or follow these guys on Facebook and Twitter and everything do the same for us thethunderunderground.com if this is your first time listening get on Facebook click like on us as well well let's get into this interview right now with all five members of the Normandies let's do it roll it
questions that we can prepare for mentally before we start this thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one of what bands around here do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> do not ask us that question. What's your favorite song by Headstrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that one in there. I'm nervous about the questions. What are the questions? They're all really hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. Do I need yeah. a calculator? Yeah. <laughs> They're multiple choice. Right? It's, always it's a like long division. Yeah. Always pick D, all of the above. All of the above. Well, let's just start with the, the video you guys just put out for horseshoes and hand grenades. Like how to come back. Mostly it's all, it's all Pete. Mostly Pete. Yeah. Pete does everything. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, Wes, his, his buddy Dante, uh, he had him come out and shoot um, video at the Vanguard when we played with uh, Michael Graves. Um, and then we had him revisit uh, the Vanguard and shoot video when we uh, played with Trapped. Uh, after we got those two shows and we saw the video that he had produced, um, we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of tie it in and do like a little bar scene and, you know, have some parts where we're like shouting the gang vocals and stuff like that and uh just you know that way we are it, it went it went together real quick painless and easy and and uh, the guy's amazing at the video you know the video part of it so it, it all just yeah he's, flew he's together. crazy good plus, plus we had a bunch of strangers in a bar that just yeah. were just a part of it right. and willy-nilly and a lot of them were on drugs <laughs> yeah and, uh, <laughs> No, we do a lot of things up. willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was it directed by Dante? The you know those yeah. like the bar stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah, yeah. I, guess yeah. I, I think we try with everything in this band. We try and not take it so seriously, and so it was just like a we kind of threw it together. Like, hey, you should walk in with you know your pants down. It was just like <laughs> he was operating the camera and pointing at us, and we'd be like, "Do this, do that." And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> and yeah. I guess if you want to call it direction, yeah. <laughs> so you know any Dante's information that we could plug? Yeah, if you just it? yeah, if you just look up Dante Schmitz, Dante and the Hawks, I play with him in that band. Oh, okay. And so uh, it's not like this band at all. But <laughs> he does video production too, and uh, he does. He's honestly he's hadn't been doing it that long, but his stuff is really good. And I don't know anything about producing videos, but the quality is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's top notch. Yeah, it's really better than we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say watching it, you know, you feel like you're watching, you know, professional. Right. So, so yeah, we, so were, we were just yeah. as amazing. As you. <laughs> I feel like we really fooled people with it. Yeah. So. We thought yeah. maybe we should write better music. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> we, should, we should be better musically. We, we just really watch it on mute, so that's yeah. just turn the music down. Yeah. It's a lot better. Well, you had the clean version and the unclean version. Uh, yes. I just watched the unclean version. Is that just lyrically, right? It wasn't like, yeah, it, was just, it wasn't anything different. No. no. Video wise, was Well, it? there will okay. be some deleted scenes. No, it's just lyrically. There's not any more nudity. No. Right. Same amount of nudity on both shoots. There's also not any less nudity. <laughs> was that the first video any of you guys been involved in? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, with, with this with this band for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've all kind of done different projects and different things, but uh, 
but yeah, this was kind of our first music video as the Normandies, so. Cool. We needed cool. snuff films before that, though. Sorry, sorry. I said I wasn't going to talk. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is my last night with the Normandies. <laughs> they found those snuff videos. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the new, the new album, talk about, well, fairly new, talk about just, um, you know, how it came about writing and, you know, when you hear it now as opposed to when you're making it, just, uh, you know, any kind of thoughts? I would like to say that the album's like being in a long relationship where some days you wake up and you're like, this is awesome, and other days you wake up and want to put a bullet in your head. Wow. <laughs> this is a very dark podcast. <laughs> because some days you're like, man, that's an awesome song, and then like, you've been playing it so long, you're just like, God, I'm so sick of playing it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think on a more positive note... Uh, that <laughs> it's realist. <laughs> it's realist. That I, I think it was... Uh, I don't think any of us had any clue. We kind of... Whenever we whenever we write, a lot of times Jay comes up with sort of a basic idea for a song, and then we kind of craft it from there. And so, even a couple of the songs we kind of wrote as we were in the studio, and so that that kind of turned out cool because a couple of those songs just like were just raw in the moment, just kind of what we did, and and then you know kind of build them. You know, everybody thinks that like, oh, they just did an album that took a couple months, but I mean, that album was over a year yeah. of well, being in and out of the studio. I mean, take some it, of those songs were way before I was even in the band. Yeah. So. Some of those songs are and like we're 12 years old. I don't want that to sound bad. I just mean that that's a long time. That was a long time coming. Yeah, for the sure. The songs you like on the album, if, Les was a part of. If, yeah. if we actually had our material from when we began, we'd probably have four albums worth, but we stop playing it, completely forget what it was, and then we reminisce about it. Like, hey, remember that song, one song we had that was actually really good? song ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. Where yeah. somebody's like, hey, remember the, that song? He's like, I remember a song called that. I don't remember what it is. It even sounded like that. Yeah. So now you record but, everything that you play so you remember it? When yeah, you practice exactly. it? No. 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 Well, usually we write a song and then the week after we hate it, we just scrap it and never play it again. So. Or, or we don't practice for two weeks. And then we'll listen to the rendition on someone's cell phone, and we're like, I don't even know what chord that was. <laughs> and then we just give up. <laughs> like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah, let's play those old songs again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Normandies are very, uh, there's not, the Normandies, there's not like a lead person in the Normandies. It's very like, we have to vote on everything, so it's it's pretty... Well, this, this is the only band I've ever been in that actually works like that. I've never been in a band, and I mean, I would say that ultimately it's probably your say, but, you know, I've never been in a band where everybody kind of writes and everybody's involved. Like, I've been in a million bands where it's somebody else's show or where you kind of have your little reign, but I've never been in a band that actually worked where we could actually write songs where it's not kind of jumping on board with somebody else's deal. Like, yeah. I mean, it's... Most of the material comes from Weston and Jay, but we all kind of... Yeah, except for the we did stuff, and then Sean writes that. Well, <laughs> what do you think? It's easier that way? Or? It's, it depends on the band, because I think that there's some bands that work a lot better with a, you know, with somebody in charge that just, it's their show, and if you've got the right personalities, that works. But 
and for writing, for me personally, I've never been able to like write with anybody except for this band. And the luxury is being a five piece is when we do the democratic thing and we vote on it. There's always a three to two. Yeah. <laughs> it always falls on someone. Like, what do you think, man? <laughs> but no, it is cool. Like Les said, there's I've never been in a band either that like everybody's just super cool. Everybody's super, you know. Except for one time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play this that. over and over again, listening to say that everybody's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Except, anyways, Wes and I used to be better friends. <laughs> we got to fight over song. It's on the album. States United. We'll talk about it later. We don't play it anymore. I want to broke this up. I think it's hurt feelings. That was the closest to a fist fight we've ever been. <laughs> That's a good well, song. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I like that. that, that Unless you don't want to rehash. No, it was just a, it was, looking back now, I feel like a big jackass. <laughs> I fought really hard for an arrangement in the song, and that's it. That's all it was. <laughs> well, who's singing on that? Because it's, it's not you, yeah, Weston. Yeah. You know, kind of, yeah. So is that why you were pissed? No. no I, was <laughs> I was actually in Weston's band. I wore it. No, I was in Weston's band before I played with this band. Yeah. Because Weston and I got hooked up through a weird recording situation where a friend of a friend said, you know, I know this guy and he's a bass player, and I just went in and... We, did we meet that day? Or yeah. Pretty exactly. much. And then it just sort of... We just sort of kept going after Blossomed. that. And then, and then a, a while later, it was like, hey, we're going to record this one song. Uh, we were going to record Say Goodbye. Yeah. Which was a, a newer song that Jay had written, right? Yeah. Stop me from getting this wrong. Yeah. But, uh, so we came back, we kind of just started, and it just, it was fun. And I mean, the Normandies were already a band, but I don't think really, like, it was, you guys were really doing anything no. at the time. Ouch. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> we were world renowned. Oh, it was, we played that song like, for two months straight, we yeah. just played that song a thousand times. Yeah, before Pete came along, we were a kiddie roller coaster with very small peaks hey. and valleys. Right. And but it was like a seven-year roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, it was a very long kiddie roller the coaster. The Normandies have been a band longer than a lot of famous bands have been. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete, we got we right in the middle of uh, we recorded. Um, to say goodbye, and then we decided, okay, let's record the re- this rest of this album, and uh, the rest of the album is recorded with, uh, help me. Well, the album was recorded with Kendall, but Josh. I'm, I'm, oh, you know, Roach. Drums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Josh Roach played drums on the rest. Yeah, and so, and Brent he has never, I mean, really, did, I mean, he practiced with us once? Twice, I think. Twice? Yeah. And then he went in and laid all the drums down. I mean, that was awesome. Anyway, so, so we get done, you know, and we're looking for a drummer. We have this album, no drummer, and then we come across Pete. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, we'll never find anybody to play all these parts that Josh wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pete came in and killed it. So, <laughs> but we did it through a, a Craigslist. We did. Uh, we did. I, I had an ad. Through the I misconnections. Think... <laughs> it was. It was misconnections. It wasn't even about bands. <laughs> I saw you gazing into my eyes at Quick Trip while I was pumping gas. Tell me what color my socks were. He showed up like, oh, you play drums? That's great, actually. (laughs) But yeah, it was was a Craigslist ad, and I don't remember if I had the ad or if Jay had the ad, but... Pretty sure Jay had the ad. (laughs) Somehow or another, we we connected through that, and uh, um, I... 
the drummer that they had previously. I knew who he was and uh, had done some other other bands that he was in. I had done some stuff with them, so uh, it was it was easy to it it would be easy for anybody to fall in line with this band because they're all such. Super guys are all so oh, easy going. Yeah. I, I know he was awesome. This is a little weird for us. No one's ever said anything nice about each other. Before. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. When, you, when you guys leave, we're gonna brawl in the backyard. Yes. You can say it. It's okay. But the, but the reality is, is it, like Weston was saying earlier, as far as being in bands, this band has by far been the most easy going, easy to write music with, and just. All around the the vibe and uh, the feeling is is always good. Yeah. When when we're in here playing music together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What? Why do you think that is? <clears throat> I think it's a lot of us are pretty. I'll just look one another one. <laughs> I think it's a lot of us are pretty laissez faire. I think we're all. I think a lot of bands they get together because of like the need of like okay we need a guitar player and they don't necessarily care about the person or whether they get along and this this band was kind of built around that idea of like we want to be able to hang and like enjoy just being friends and then yeah and even when we when we finally got to meet pete that was one of the things that we discussed is we always want to make sure that like we're having a good time doing it and that's sort of a catch-22 because you gotta if you're in a band you can't the whole point of being in a band is to play live you can't suck to play live so the amount of effort you have to put in sometimes becomes too much pressure and then you're just at each other's throats. So we always just decided to try to keep it. Let's have fun. And uh, yeah, like even there. even when we hired Pete on board, hired hired. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> nice. he, he, he gets double what I get. So uh, <laughs> when we uh, we met with Pete, first thing we did is we went up and just had some drinks at a bar before we even like saw if he could play drums. You know, because we we're just like rather be cool and then. We, if we have to teach him how to play drums. We'll teach him how to play drums. You know? <laughs> Luckily, he knew most of it. So, yeah. no, that goes a long way. I get that for sure. We said the album took a, about a year. Yeah, off and on. I mean, you know, you kind of you work on. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. I was only there for about five minutes. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also like I said, we're all pretty poor, so it was kind of like okay, well, all right, we got some from this paycheck. Let's go record yeah. vocals. You know, so. Because we wanted to record it, and we recorded it at uh, Closet Studios with Kendall Osborne, yeah, yeah, and the guy's really good. So we wanted to, we wanted to record it. You know, we, you know, actually, so it sounded decent. professional, yeah. You know, so we, we've all been in bands where we recorded in that <laughs> guy's garage, and you know, yeah. had that one mic and pulled the shower curtain over, and yeah, <laughs> yeah so you take your pants off. He's got a video camera and you're like, I thought this was audio. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so I'm not in this band anymore. <laughs> I think every time we get together I quit. I think that's you know, it's like become one of the puns. I think it's weird because it's this like there's a lot of bands where it's it's pushed along by a, like a person in the band where it's like a, you know, I've, I've been in other bands where it's like a focused kind of thing. Uh-huh. This band, it feels like there's like a real lack of goals. <laughs> <laughs> but what pushes this though is that we actually like the stuff we're doing. 
And I think it's it's different because I think that it's not motivated. It's it's totally motivated for me personally. It's like the reason I'm motivated to keep doing the band is because I love the music so much and I love hanging. It's not like a, we've got to get on this show and we've got to do these. You know what I mean? Like it feels like there's a as soon as you get in band, it just feels like tasks you have to complete. Like you gotta we gotta print these flyers. We gotta do this. and we do all that stuff. We do a lot of that stuff, though. I mean, we, their work gets done, Pete, but it's it's Pete, Pete does a lot. So. <laughs> but it feels like it's not based on something that's going to happen. It's because we're doing it right now, in a way. If that makes any sense. That was beautiful. We'll talk about uh, you know we're, we're more you know kind of into the you know the rock and metal thing going on around here. Talk about more. You know, the punk scene in Tulsa and what some of the good bands are and, you know, how you guys came to be and, you know, your influences and stuff. That's a lot well, of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they can do it. They can do it. Uh, I believe in us. We're, we're pretty in-depth in the punk scene. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know I one punk rock guy. <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we, uh, and we just really play. We, you know, we... When we started the Normandies, obviously it was kind of like, you know, 2005. We, you know, we, we have a very punk feel, but we're trying, we, we try to mix a lot of more just like rock in there too. So it, it's not, um, you know, so uh, we just have like a lot of different tastes. We're coming from a lot of different, you know, where I might write something more punk, you know, Weston might write something more. Jammy, jammy, wearing your jam jams, rock and roll. So, but yeah, as far as punk rock scene, there is one. Yeah, I think it's been it's been kind of cool because at least for me, I kind of thought because I'm not like the only guy in the band, maybe less a little bit that wasn't like into punk rock. Growing up, I listened to it a little bit just because my brother, uh, and uh, but for the most part, I, I grew up listening to like Melon Camp and Ray Charles, so I was like wildly different than this. And so Celine Dion, you back off the Celine. But uh, but so like it's been kind of a stretch for me, but I, I think it's kind of cool because it has brought in like a different flavor of like a lot more rock progressions and stuff to to the punk rock, and it's not all you know, double time stuff. It's got some, you know, some slower stuff with some hooks and everything. And so that's, that's kind of the cool thing. I, I always like being in bands that, that each song sounds different. You know, I feel like there's a lot of punk bands that are like, you could play all their songs start to finish and like, those all sound very similar, you know? And so, but as far as the, as far as like the industry of like punk rock music, I kind of didn't think there was one until we started playing out. And it's like kind of been cool to see all the different bands you know, like Pawn Shop Heroes have been, you know, kind of we've been playing a lot with them and Redneck Nosferatu and uh, and those guys have been so cool and it's just been really kind of cool to see like the amount of community at, that, it, that it is like in a lot of scenes in Tulsa is like divided and like, oh, we're better than them or this is that and like punk rock, it feels like it's still kind of like all united and, and kind of we're all kind of family. So when we play these shows together, we're all up there singing each other's songs and we're all at the front kind of, you know, being together. It's super cool. I've, I've really enjoyed being a part of it lately, so. But we, we try to kind of do more than just punk rock shows. You guys are aware, you know, we did the Smile Empty Soul. We did 
We did Trapped. Uh, we did the Michael Graves show, which falls into the punk category. But I think that our, our music style, because we have so many different influences, uh, we can, we were able to branch out and, and do other shows and stuff, which to me is totally cool because I, I think that it, it broadens the musical horizon. You know, we could pull fans from a punk show and they might come to see us play a show with say trapped or somebody like that. And, and with it, you know, to me, a, a real thriving music scene is a music scene that isn't segregated in that, well, hey, if you're not a punk, you know, we're, we're not coming to your show or, you know. Well, I'm coming. For, for, Pete's approach is really good, too, because I, I, I can't speak for everyone. I feel like I could speak for Jay and myself, but we were in the quote unquote punk scene back in the what early 2000s. And back when punk was cool. Yeah, back when I felt like there was a scene. <laughs> and um, one of the things that's always seems to be within the community of like punk bands is the DIY approach. The downside with the DIY approach sometimes is that your shows, um, as energetic and fun as they can be, are not, you know, uh, produced or they have like, you know, one blown speaker. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a single light bulb hanging over your head, which, you know, you can become very close in that particular community, but it's enclosed in the sense that trying to branch out of it and getting other venues is really difficult, at least it was back then. Mm. So what Pete was saying, the approach about trying to get on with other acts that might not necessarily be quote-unquote punk um, is definitely a good one because it just broadens the horizons of the fan base and the people that, you know, we can get our music to. So... Yeah, because we've played everything from... Yeah, I mean, we have played so many wide <laughs> variety of shows, it's ridiculous. We played uh, that communist bookstore on... Oh, yeah, what uh, was that? Across from the old, the old cat house. I forget what that I was. I just wonder what happened if you started a communist bookstore and then got really successful. Like, what would happen to your... <laughs> <laughs> what would happen to your ideology? Once the money gets involved. Yeah, I thought I know. But then we played behind that catfish restaurant on top of that pool. Oh, oh yeah, with geez. the dirty mugs. Yeah. yeah, that was scary. <laughs> We've played some weird shit over the years, <laughs> which is crazy. Like you know, technology's so cool now. Like you see, like come up like ten years ago, you did this or whatever, and it's crazy to think that you know, especially you know, especially my brother and I and, and Sean, we've been doing the Normandies for. Since they were sneaking me into bars before I was legal yeah. to play in bars. And like, <laughs> so. Honestly, the whole thing, I mean, kind of resuscitated because Jay and I were in separate... Well, actually, we were in Reckless Youth back mm-hmm. in, like, 2000. Yeah. And uh, I was at a point where I was like, screw music, I'm not doing this anymore. I sold all my good equipment, just didn't care. And then I bought, like, a Social Distortion album or something, a new album that came out, and I called Jay. I was like, Jay, <laughs> let's just get together, just write a couple songs, just not do anything serious. And then, you know, we got Weston on board, and through you know, a series of member changes, here we are. You know, we got Pete and Les, who, thank goodness we found some stability with them, because it was a nightmare up until... Yeah, went through some peeps. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's just always been about fun, and, I mean... Yeah, I think sometimes, I feel like now now it's more about, I think maybe the positive way to look at it is broad appeal, or broader appeal than just the punk scene, but I always feel like we're not punk enough to be punk, yeah. but we're yeah. too rock to be 
or we're not we're rock too, enough to we're too punk to be rock, but we're not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it just sort of you know maybe and I mean now I mean we're kind of it kind of feels like we're finding a, a little bit of an little audience space, now, yeah. and we're finding a space that we can and we're getting fans from all these. But sometimes it just feels like like man, those guys all have mohawks and yeah, like we kind of feel like the. I guess that's kind of our thing though, is we're a little more. Well, it's because we all have jobs. Yeah, we all have jobs. Here's what I'm trying to say. Everybody in this room has gainful employment. <laughs> so a lot of times we'll show up to a show, like that, that Michael Graves show we played. Yeah. I had to come straight from work, and I was in, like, button-up, collar like shirt, and slacks, and... I was like, I'm gonna get my ass beat. <laughs> like, no, boys, I'm with the band. Thank you. Uh, please let me through. <laughs> so, no, I agree. I think it's it's kind of it's been cool in the last two or three months, and that is wildly thanks to Pete and his kind of dedication to trying to find us some shows, and it really been a you know kind of a breath of fresh air to kind of help motivate us to kind of do more things, and he's taken it kind of upon himself to make our social presence more and, and just kind of to get our name out there. And, you know, we've got merch now and people have been wearing Normandy shirts at a show and singing along with the lyrics when we're playing. And it's just like, it's surreal. You know, it's just like super cool to have that happen. I mean, that's like, this is going to maybe be way too deep or way too silly. Maybe a little too Celine Dion for Sean, but it always uh, is. <laughs> but I think, Whenever you write music, you can say all day that like you we just write it for ourselves and to have fun. But you want people to like it. You want people to enjoy it. And the fact that some people have actually kind of taken it to be like they like it and that they want to learn the lyrics and they want to sing along at shows and stuff has just been it's been really freaking cool. So yeah, I'd seen your guy's name for a while, but honestly, that trap show was the first time I'd seen you. And within, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, within, I was so drunk. I was so drunk. He pulled it up on stage. But, um, within 30 seconds, he turned to me and goes, "This is my new favorite band." Wow. You know, like, so that's cool. just like that it's quick. Both of us were just like. Did, then he did the fucking street dog song. Like, Holy shit! <laughs> we always say that's our best song. <laughs> which was which was crazy that you guys say that because even though we weren't super worried about it on the surface, I think some of us deep down were like. Dude, everybody on this bill sounds like, and that's a good thing. We were wanting to try to branch out, but at the yeah. same time, when you have a lineup of bands that are predominantly one sound, and we're like, either everyone's gonna hate us, or everyone's <laughs> gonna love us, man. Like, either we're gonna get bottles thrown at us, and uh, I mean, it's just another one of those examples where it worked out, you know, well. Um, but yeah, I know a lot there of was us, traps. I know absolutely. I was like, dude, we do not. <laughs> we were we were too worried about bottles, really. <laughs> yeah, they only sell cans They hurt less. But I did meet you afterwards. Not enough you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> He's lying. You don't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we get signed up for like a European tour that night, because Jay was drunk as hell. Did you do it? So uh, you did yeah. get messages about shows afterwards. And it was a Southeast Asian tour. <laughs> I said, we can do it, guys. We're going to quit our jobs. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun night. Well, have you guys uh, performed acoustic before? Never. We'll Never. Not doing that. <laughs> 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 it feels real hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Green Day at Hot Topic. <laughs> I was unaware that this was taking place. Yeah, it's happening. People are yeah, because we knew you'd say no. The so fans, the fans, fans want it. Fans <laughs> are clamoring. Is that what we're yeah, doing? You should, you should see some of the memes we got when we told Sean that we were going to do an acoustic song. <laughs> no, that was just the regular practice. Like, hey guys, I think we should lay this down on acoustics. And I'm like, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> so you're not a fan of Mike Ness's uh, cheating at solitaire stuff? Uh, I mean, I, it's it's really just that I'm not a great guitar player, and playing acoustic shows off all of my no, flaws. No, That's like cool. Sean says he's he's not a good guitar player. Sean is the less less fits oh. so well. Sean is the best worst, worst guitar, guitar player, player I've ever met in my life. Sean can play palm mutes like no speed metal musician in the history. I just don't have. He is fast as shit, tight. I we Sean was out of the band for a couple of months for because like he work and stuff, and then we so we brought in a couple guys. I brought in a guy twenty times better than Sean. And he there's can't do what Sean does. <laughs> he can't do it. Yeah, I'm saying that, but re- but I'm trying to say that in case he listens to this. I just I just want to say that twenty could, times better than me right is way. not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just not an acoustic guy. I'll sit at home and try to write stuff for, for the band and bring it to practice because I got an acoustic guitar sitting at home and I just can never, never capitalize on anything that sounds good on acoustic. But then I'll go in there and I'll plug in and I'll be like, get some good like gain out of it. And I'm like, okay, now that sounds awesome. But if I play it on the acoustic, it's like suddenly I'm in some, I don't know, give me a lame acoustic. That's like I'm in Dave Matthews all of a sudden. <laughs> I love you. Always looks at me. Give me one of your. I'm like, give me, a, <laughs> give me a lame acoustic band. And I always look at Weston because he's gonna be like, oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> oh man, remember how I said I love everybody in this band? That's why I hate Sean. Too late. You already said it. Yeah. That was a lie. Uh, well, if, I was just kind of wondering if any of you guys wrote stuff, any of your songs. I mean, besides you, obviously. Not, but <laughs> yeah, I, think, I try. I, I think try. Jay always kind of writes the songs acoustically, and then I I usually come over and sometimes Sean and yeah, you know, someone's like, "Hey, what's that chord?" But I and will then, say, will that one go with it? I will say this though, in 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 defense of not write or in defense of writing it on electric, is that a lot of times when we have tried to make stuff on an acoustic and then present it electric, it always has the shuffle. Yeah, it has this like I got the shuffle. this little shuffly. I don't know, rockabilly thing that just ruins everything. And I'm like, put those damn acoustic guitars away because they are not good at anything, at least for this band. So I think we should leave it at an obscure ending and then pause and then record a second thing with the music and then if it sucks, that obscure ending will be all that is, is heard by your <laughs> So maybe this is it, maybe it's not it. <laughs> My life has always been a game of horseshoes and fucking hand grenades Always getting close and never close and apathy is a mistress, my eyes have lingered on The butterflies she started her own long
something you're looking to do this year i mean 2017 yeah yeah okay. we'll, have, we'll have it done probably if, especially if we do a four or five song ep we'll definitely have that done this year so mm-hmm. we'll be like a little mini cd release thing again because that was fun yeah. yeah so we'll try to try 20 30 people at that one so that <laughs> try, try to double the audience this time. <laughs> with each album we hope to get two new fans that's <laughs> So anything else you're looking forward to in 2017? Just more shows down the line, probably? I, I think just the, the fact the Normandies have been strong for it's like <laughs> just 28 years. Add another so. check mark on <laughs> yeah. that. Year on the, on the We're going for a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think, like like we said right at the beginning, I, we all we all like hanging out with each other. We all like playing this the music. We never let it get too serious, and it's just fun. Yeah. And, We've actually got some traction right now with some with some people, and so it's just, I think just doing more of what we're doing has been fun. So yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. 
probably do a small European tour or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like, like three, or four three or four days. That's as much as we can get off work. Two of those days. We can take off on Friday and be back on a Monday. Let's go play at the airport in London. Get right back on the plane. We did it, guys. We did it. It'll be unplugged, though, Sean. What's that? It'll be an unplugged show. Nope. I will not sign off for that. Oh, man. Well, this has been super fun. Thanks, guys, for doing yeah, this. Yeah, no thank problem. you for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That was awesome. We'll see you guys at another show. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully I won't be so drunk. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. good by me. That's probably the best way to meet Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Jay, Weston, Sean, Les, and Pete from the Normandies. Very cool to have the entire band on this show. And even more cool to have them play that acoustic track for us. Yeah, that was great. And it was cool to be in the room, you know, just kind of soaking all that in. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was a treat. Was, yeah, like, you've, like we've said about other things like that that we've been around, you know, what we talked about with John Halata when he was recording. Yeah. It's always kind of a treat to be able to see inside stuff like this that, you know, even some of these guys' closest friends don't get the opportunity to sometimes. So quite an honor, and we're happy these guys wanted to be on the show and kicking off 2017 for us. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we saw them. Uh, we went to see our buddies Fist of Rage open for Trapped at, at uh, the Vanguard, and that's how we caught the Normandies. And I mean, just right away, it was just like, oh my God, I love these guys. Yeah. And then, you know, to be in, be in their living room watching them do an acoustic thing, that was just, that was great. Yeah. They actually played, I don't know if you remember this, we talked, we mentioned the Street Dogs earlier. And I think we mentioned That's right. Them. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned them in the episode because they played punk rock and roll at yeah. the, the show we saw. But. And when they went into that, I went in a drunken fit of fanboyness. Yeah, singing along, pumping the fists. <laughs> but what I was alluding to was Lenny Lashley from the Street Dogs came to the first shop last yeah. year. And we actually had him on the podcast. That's right. And I believe they opened up that show. We didn't see him that night, but I think, I'm pretty sure they were on that bill as well. Okay. We should have asked him, but Dark Buster played the first shop, which is Lenny Lashley's band. Yeah. So... If you're a fan of these guys, go check that oh, episode definitely. out. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's like the only other real... Is that the only other punk rock episode we really had? Yeah, I mean... I we, think so. We played... We played... Uh, we played stuff. We played Madewell. We played stuff. I think that was the only other uh, punk rock. I mean, I, I want to do more. I definitely want to yeah. do more. Well, so, we've got Lola. Yeah, we've got Lola Lola coming up. Um, any other bands, you know, uh, just hit us up, whatever. Yeah, thethunderunderground at gmail.com. You can email us links or MP3s or whatever. You can also buy T-shirts. You can also get on thethunderunderground.com and read reviews, listen to past podcasts. They're all embedded on there, but they're also at soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. We're on, we're on, what are we on? Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. We're on everything. Yeah, we're on YouTube. (laughs) YouTube is at the Thunder Underground. Hit subscribe. Every once in a while we go live on there and do some discussions. We did a review of the new Metallica album, the new Avenged Sevenfold album, some Metallica songs prior to the album, the Black Sabbath concert we went to recently, so on, so forth. But if you want to check out previous stuff besides Lenny Lashley and the Normandies, we've had on a lot of metal guys, 
Yes. Had on Sid from Overkill. We've had on Elias from Nonpoint. We've had on guys from Crowbar, Corrosion and Conformity, Act of Defiance, Megadeth, Drowning Pool, Warrant, Europe, Trickster, Great White, The Bullet Boys, Avatar. Yep. Obsessed, Spirit Carries oh, wow. In. Yeah. All that. Yes. Scattered Hamlet. Scattered Hamlet. Insight, Battlecross. A legion. Oh, yes. The list goes on. 102 <laughs> episodes before this one. So just get on SoundCloud. Hit up at the Thunder Underground. Follow us on there as well. You ready to go? Let's get out of here. All right. Until next time. I say we just do another 30 minutes of the podcast. And then <laughs> I say we, just we all go home. <laughs> I say we just. I, I say, say some we more beers. We'll just come down and. Let's just talk about acoustic rock. Talk, talk about it. I won't have anything to say. Let's talk about our favorite dashboard confessional. Oh, wait a second. I take it back. I was a big dashboard confessional. So I was still recording when he said that. So I'll put that. Thunder Underground, y'all.